Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. What are you talking about today? Well, as I was listening in uh, the different messages and things that, that God wanted me to share, and some things came to my heart, really, uh, I, I thought back about what I've been doing on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, I've been teaching on, uh, really, uh, last week, I started a teaching on, uh, and I, I entitled it, uh, uh, We Should Develop the Fruits of the Spirit. We should develop the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, I got, got, I got a lot of notes on it, and I, but I got inspired, and I barely got started. And I knew it's, for the next few weeks, there's going to be a series of teaching on the fruit of the Spirit and how uh, we can develop or grow or mature in the Spirit and have that fruit to be in, the, in, 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 in our lives. And I encourage you, if you haven't seen that one, to look at it. But I encourage you to to be on board on Wednesdays at eleven o'clock as we as we minister, and then uh, uh, even again at seven o'clock, and and uh, go back and look look listen and watch. And Sister Ellen and I get on both platforms on Wednesday night, and we say hi. And but listen to that that word about the fact is that God wants us to experience the fruit. Growing in a lot, you know, in the natural, and Brother Steve knows this, vegetables and fruit, they grow. And in the spiritual as well, your fruit that you have in your life, you ought to have some first, but it ought to be growing. You ought not to be the same way that you were 10 years ago. Look at your name and say, you ought to change for the better than you were 10 years ago. <laughs> Every husband and wife said, I pray so, I pray so. <laughs> and then everybody else too as well. We, we ought to change for the better. You ought not to just stay uh, how you were. Uh, are, are you a different person than you were uh, when you got first got saved, say if it, it was 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even a year ago? My prayer is that you are. And if you've been here because you've heard some words. And that you fed on that word and you started using it and exercising it. So I'm doing that teaching and I encourage you to get involved in that. But as I was thinking about that, some things came to that we want our fruit to grow in our lives. But there may be some things that can, or I know there are things in all our lives that can hinder our spiritual growth. And we entitled this today, It is Time to Get Rid of What is Hindering Your Growth. Look at your neighbor and say, It's time for a change for you and I. <laughs> the one has had that song years ago, It's Time for a Change. But it's time how we need to change spiritually if there are any hindrance in our lives, if there are any things that are in our lives that can cause us not to develop, not to mature, not to become and be more what God has ordained us to be and do more what God has called us to do. We need to have the strength and the ability to get rid of those things. To see them. How many know you can't get, get, get rid of something that you don't even know you got? 
Amen, Pastor. That's good teaching. Go ahead. Thank you. Again, I appreciate your enthusiasm and your amens. Amen. And, and, and it is so important for us to understand that. You know, we I, I kind of highlighted this particular message, saying it like this, and this really is a question. And and it's something for all of us to ask. Are you willing to cut off anything that is stopping you from growing in the things of God? Are you look at your neighbor and ask him, are you willing to cut off bad things? Amen. When you say bad things, what do you mean? Sometimes they, the Bible says it won't, it's not necessarily major sin. It can just be a weight. What's that thing? It can be a weight or what's the scripture, Pastor It can be a weight or 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 just just a, something that that can weigh you down. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, sins or weights, or it, it can be a sin, it can just be a weight. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, 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 a sin, but it can just be something that will hinder you, that you know. It can be something small. The Bible talks about the, the little foxes. A little leaven can get in the vine. And that kind of leaves me. Uh, the Bible talks so much about, before we get into our main text, and we've got a few areas we want to look at, uh, but I wanted to. Well, let's go ahead and read read our, our first text, part of our text. And that's in Luke 13. Luke 13, verse 6. Starting at verse 6, and we're going to read three verses there. And I'm going to read it in the ERV. Whatever translation you have is, is fine. But uh, the ERV are the easy to read. And I just thank God. And we're just going to ask the Holy Ghost to enlighten us, to inform us, to help us here with this word. But, uh, uh, Jesus spoke a parable, and this is a parable. And remember, parables did two things. For the ones that Jesus wanted to relate things to that, so they could understand better, he related something that they could understand. But also parables for folks that didn't understand or, or didn't want to receive, it, it, it might hide some things from them that they couldn't understand. So parables for believers, for those of us that wanted to believe and receive, it would uh, equate something natural that we can see and help us in the spirit. So today we're going to look back in the Bible and see what God told us about getting rid of things that are stopping us from growing stronger in our life in God. In Luke 13, verse 6, and again, I'm reading from the ERV. It says, Jesus told this story. A man had a fig tree. He planted it in his garden. He came looking for some fruit on it, but he found none. That's always bad when you're hungry, isn't it? He had a servant who took care of his garden. So he said to his servant, I have been looking for fruit on this tree, notice the tree, for three years. Three years he had come out looking for fruit on this tree. So there had been three, three, at least three growing seasons. But I'd never find any. He said, cut it down. Why should it waste the ground? In other words, this tree was, it, 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 it was bare. It had nothing on it. And, and the gardener, who is a type here as an example of God, he said, cut it down. Verse 8 says, but the servant answered, the one who was the, taking care of the garden. 
Master, let the tree have one more year to produce fruit. Thank God. Let me dig up the dirt around it and fertilize it. Maybe the tree will have fruit on it next year. If it, will still, if it still does not produce, then you can cut it down. A lot in that. There's a lot in that, you know, that we just read that. Um, when I was looking at this about trees, and we're going to get to our primary of scripture, uh, the Bible relates a lot about trees. Jesus used, again, in parables, everyday uh, examples to get his message across spiritually. And you know what? He wants to get these things across to us, too, by these parables. But from the very beginning, trees were used to symbolize things. Us and really living for God from the very beginning, first few passages of Genesis. You see about the fig tree and different trees, the first Psalms, and we'll get to that at the end of the message. In the New Testament, trees represented things, Christ returns, his tree represents things there. There are References trees, not because God so so much liked trees, because he wanted us to produce. And trees ought to produce. If you have a plant, if you have something that you planted, and it's a fruit-bearing tree or a veg, you know, even, even when vegetables thing, we call them fruit bearing, that what comes on and we call it fruit, even if it's vegetables. And it's, it's, it, it should be something for us to eat. If it's not bearing fruit, then it's not any good. Look at his neighbor. He said, I want to be a good tree. But notice something. Trees provide a framework for a bi the biblical story. Trees were the only item mentioned in the Bible as pleasing to the eye in the creation account. You remember that? You go back and read Genesis. I referenced earlier. Tree, the tree of life, with its life-giving fruit, even the tree of knowledge and good and evil. What they wasn't supposed to. Y'all remember that? A lot of times we, we read stuff and we hadn't understood the significance of it. But trees are very, very significant. And it's something, naturally, and I was thinking about it, you, you know, we... We've heard this phrase before. A lot of folks can't see the forest for the trees. In other words, a lot of times what you're looking at, you're blinded and you're looking right at it, but you don't see it. Spiritually speaking, that can happen too as well. In trees, we, we see, uh, again, uh, the whole Bible illustrates uh, uh, that that tree of knowledge of good and evil was parameters for Good and bad. God wants us to understand some things about trees. As a first topic and the first thing that we want to talk about, about trees. And knowing, especially if we read this particular passage in Luke, 
and I want to go back and talk about a few things. God, we see where, first of all, God is willing to forgive and he is patient. Look at neighbor said, thank God that he's a forgiving God. And thank God that he's patient with me. How I many I mean, appreciate God for being patient? How I many still need, some, need him to be patient with you? How I, I many know you still got some growth to do? Amen. How I, I, I many know you that, that God want to help you to, to grow? And primarily how he helps us as believers to grow is through and with and in his word. In this passage, God shows, and again, this, this uh, master or the owner of the a garden is, 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 is a representative of God. We see that how he's willing to forgive and he's patient because, again, this, this parable says this man had a fig tree and fig trees are, are in themselves uh, very essential. You see them mentioned in the Bible over and over again. In, in, in the Old Testament, when I was studying this, I saw them and I, and I referenced some scripture. I, I won't just read all of them to you, but I referenced some in, in a moment that you can read about where it specifically talked about figs and fig trees and what they represented. And then we're going to look at the story we know in, 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 uh, uh, in, in the great faith chapter in, in, in uh, uh, Luke. I mean, not just Luke, but in, in, in when we talk about Mark, where uh, Jesus, what, what he did with the fig tree. But here we see in Luke, in this parable, that he came for how many years? Three years. Three years he came. So I mean, these trees had grown. They should have been mature. Over a three-year period, these were three growing cycles. And he had came looking for fruit from these, these, these trees for three years. How long have you been saved? You, you know how long you have been. You know, should, should you be bearing fruit? Should there be something there? You reckon God's still looking for some stuff out of you and me? Amen. <laughs> At least I got a little enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, how many believe he's looking for more fruit? He's looking for us to grow in the thing. But there's some things that can get in the way that can hinder us. There's some things that we can do that can stop fruit from growing. And there's some things that we haven't done that can hinder our growth. Notice, I'm going to read it again in, in Luke uh, uh, 13, 6. He came looking for some fruit on it, but he found none. He had a verse 7, he had a servant who took care of his garden. So he said to his servant, I have been looking for fruit for three, uh, this tree for three years. Patience. Patience. Look at the name, said, Patience. Three years of patience here, but I never find any, he says. And evidently, he had got frustrated. He said, cut it down. Dear Lord, when we think about our lives, I don't want God to come, come and tell, tell, tell me, okay, I got to cut you away. But he told, he, told, he told the servant, cut it down. And then he described, why? Should it waste the ground? I don't want to be spiritually wasting ground. 
if you're not growing or if you're not producing, the question will come up, are you wasting the ground that you're on? Again, I'm asking us to ask ourselves, how many know this is self-examination time? You don't have to, uh, no one else knows in your heart what you're doing and what you're not doing. They may think they know, but they don't. But you do. And God, and God does. The devil doesn't even know the, the desires of your heart. The devil only goes by what you do, your actions. Now, your actions can make a difference. Inaction can be a hindrance to your growth. Acting and doing the wrong thing can be a hindrance to your growth. As we say, it's sin. But not just sin. Sometimes just fear. Sometimes, and we talked about this in the teaching, just being lazy. Uh-oh. Pastor, don't start meddling now. No, I'm not. But we're teaching things. How many, how many want to grow? Spiritually, how many want to have good fruit, more fruit in your life? There's some things that you can do that can help, or there's some things you can do to hinder. He said, "The servant answered, Master, let the tree have one more year to produce fruit. Patience, patience. Even the one that was tending to it, that was taking care of it, said, let it have one more year. I, I, I can remember." Uh, even, even back in the Old Testament, different, different things. When, when, when God came to the, the man of God and said, okay, it's over. And the man of God prayed. Prayed. And God heard him. And he came back and told him, I'm going to give you 15 more years. Evidently, our prayers can increases. Did it change God's mind? No, God wanted to have him 15 more years the whole time. But inactivity and disobedience and not doing what God called, called him to do can cut time away. It's a hindrance to growth. Look at the neighbor and say, you can hinder your growth by not doing what God tells you to do. You need to write that down. Now, i tell you one of the things we need to get back to doing, too, and I know in, in pandemic, but bring, bring, besides your Bible, bring your Bible with you, bring your pen. Bring you a notepad. Or if you have, if you take notes on you, on you, let's get back to starting to do that because you need to write these things. I'm going to do it myself. When Pastor Ellis is teaching, I'm, I'm going to start, or someone else is teaching, I'm going to start doing it myself. Writing those things down. If it jumps out at you, if the Holy Spirit speaks some things to you, because sometimes the Spirit of God will speak to you about things that are going on with you, but when you, he, under, and you hear it and you're under anointed teaching of God, that won't even be about the subject matter that's being taught. But it'll clarify your position. Look at your name and say, I need some things clarified. <laughs> Amen. You need the light to come on in some areas. Amen. When, the light, when you're in darkness, you need light, don't you? And when you got a little light, sometimes you need a little bit more light. Even a little light, if it's really dark, it'll illuminate the place. But you don't want to be in really darkness and a lot of darkness. You want, you want to be having some light. You know, we change these light bulbs out from the regular fluorescence to the, uh, uh, the LEDs. Much more illumination came. You can see better in here now. We put them in here so you can read and write better. We put more light in so that you can see. 
God wants us to see. And he's putting more word in us, but it's up to us to see what he wants us to see. The, the servant said, okay, God, give them one more year to produce. God wants you and I to produce. Let me dig up the dirt around it and fertilize it. He was going to tend to it for a year. He was going to dig up if there were rocks, if there were, if there were weeds, if there were things. He was going to dig around, but then he was going to put some fertilizer on it. How many know when you put fertilizer on it, there's natural fertilizer, and then you can buy fertilizers in, in the natural. But fertilizer will cause things to increase growth. God has given us the word, and he wants us to water it, but he wants us, when you get the word, you fertilize it. How do you fertilize the word? With more word. Look at the name and say, I'm a tree. And I need to grow more fruit. And he said, maybe the tree will have fruit on it next year. But notice he said, and he told the master, if it still does not produce, then you can cut it down. Uh-oh. You know, that's an indication of things. And I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Uh, but... God is very patient. But sometimes there's time frames on things and growth. And God has expectations for us to grow. He doesn't expect the same thing out of a three-year-old spiritual as he does a 23-year-old or a 33-year-old. He expects maturity, amen? When you're a mature tree, you ought to have mature fruit. Amen, pastor, that's good teaching, go ahead. I thank God that we have matured in some things and our fruit ought to be mature. You know, when a, a, a mature fruit is sweeter, it tastes better. It grow. I mean, and if it's tend to, tended to properly, it'll even grow bigger, larger. And we're going to get to see there are reasons why that happens too as well. You can hinder your size of your growth, but you can hinder the uh, impact of your fruit and how good it is. Jesus wants us to live our lives for God. He wants to ensure we stay deep rooted in his word. And that leads us to the second thing that we want to touch on. What is it? It is important to stay rooted in Christ. It's important to stay rooted in Christ. When I say stay rooted in Christ, stay attached. Something that has root, a good root system. And, you know, one thing about roots, and when you first plant a plant, was a tree or any sort of plants. When you first plant it, for a while you don't see anything happening. But something is. It's underground. What's happening? Preferably a good root system is being developed. A good you saw that picture of that tree. And you saw a long time before that tree was seen on the on the top of the soil, there were roots being developed, a whole root system. And what roots do 
is they're able to receive the nutrients from the ground. And they're able to, to, to reach out to where water, if water is deeper there, and they'll get to water. And you know, one thing about uh, the ground, it comes against the seed. It actually crushes the seed. It puts, I, I said like this, it puts pressure on the seed. It puts pressure on the plant. And that helps it grow. Pastor, I don't want to be pressured. I, the world is so much pressure in the world, I don't want all that pressure. Uh, but, but the pressure, even though it's uncomfortable, I mean, no pressure is uncomfortable. But it'll get you out of your comfort zone. Sometimes just being too comfortable means you sit and don't, don't do anything. Look at his name and say, he might be talking about you now. Inactivity spiritually is not a good thing. Amen. If you're sitting around and you're always waiting on somebody else to do something for you. Now, Pastor L, I'm not talking about me, okay? <laughs> Amen. But if somebody's sitting around and, and always waiting for somebody else to do something for them, they're never going to get anything done for themselves. Spiritually speaking, a lot of Christians just sitting around waiting on something to happen and they're believing for something to happen, they say, but they're not doing anything. That's a hindrance to the growth. Because nothing's happened. There's pressure on, but they, I mean, and nobody likes to feel pressure, but pressure can cause you to move. It can cause you to get up. And if you sit around wasting time all the time, you need to get up. Look at your neighbor again. I know he's talking to you now. God wants us to get up spiritually and come out. Uh-oh, I'm not talking to anybody that's watching them, but it, and to come up and to come out of some stuff. There's some things that we're going to get to, and I'm going to have to move quickly, uh, but, but uh, I ain't going to rush through this. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take my time. Uh, my time is about gone today, but I'm going to read some scripture here because there are too many hindrances that keep people from exercising their authority spiritually. You have authority over the devil. But if you don't ever exercise it, he'll beat you up on a daily basis. The enemy is going to be the enemy. And you can't be a passive Christian and think you're going to walk in high levels of faith and get things done in God. You got to get up, get out, and get busy. Look at your name and say, get up, get out, and get busy doing what God tells you to do. Amen. If we're past, I hadn't heard God saying anything. That's because your ears are clogged. God's speaking. He's speaking to you right now. At home, yeah, he's speaking to you. Amen. Amen. Pastor, you being mean? No, I'm not. We're reading the word. Amen. Matter of fact, let's look at an example that the fact is it's important to stay rooted in God in this root system. Notice in John 15, and I, I'm, I'm going to start this, but I'm finding a good cutting off spot because I don't want to keep you all morning. But John 15, starting at verse 1, and I'm still reading from the ERV, the easy to read. It says this, Jesus said, Jesus talking again. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Again, Father God over everything. But Jesus said, I'm the true vine. I'm, 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 I'm where the, in other words, Jesus said, I'm where the main hookup is. 
I'm the beginning, I'm beginning of the of the of, the, of your of your whole systems functioning. He says, "I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener." Notice what he said. He cuts off every branch of mine. Look at his name. Say, "You're a tree." But notice what happens here. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. Uh-oh. Trouble. If you're not producing, there's a good potential you get cut off. You and I don't want to be cut off from the things of God. Notice this. Not just that he cut things off, but he also trims every branch that produces fruit. Why? To prepare it to produce even more. Let me t- let everybody look at me for a second. If you're a tree and you're growing and you want to produce, there's going to be pressure and there's going to be some cutting going on. Certain things are going to be cut away. If you're not producing anything, you get cut off completely. We don't want that. But if you are producing some fruit, look at the name and say, I'm producing some things. For you to produce more, he's going to trim away the dead spots. How many know that means no matter what's going on, some things are going to be cut away from us. How many know anybody ever had anything cut off of them? How many know when you get things cut off, it hurts? You don't want certain things cut off, but even when you, when you, when you get a tooth pulled, you may have a toothache. A lot of folks say they have a toothache. I thought I had a toothache for a long time until I was about oh, 15, years ago, 15 years old, and it was, uh, it was uh, the 4th of July. And uh, I thought I had, because I had a tooth that hurt a little bit before. But I found out I'd never had a toothache until that day. I found out a toothache... Brother Leonard, is when you start hurting, your jaw swells, and you'll do anything to get it out. That's a toothache. Mom and Daddy, on the 4th of July, called the dentist. I wanted them to get a, I was hurting so bad, I wanted them to get a hammer and knock the tooth out of my mouth it was hurting so bad. I wanted it out. It was hurting. It was hurting. They called the dentist. He went to the, on the 4th of July, went to his office and looked at it and said, oh yeah, this, this is a mess. And he pulled it. Well, you know, Helen, <laughs> when he, when he, when he, but you know, most of the time when you get a needle stuck into your gum, oh, that's painful. But I was hurting so bad when that needle of injection went into my mouth, I started saying, thank you, Jesus. And when that numbing starts, you're talking about relief you're talking about comfort what am I saying when something shouldn't be there you need to get it out whether it gets cut away or it gets trimmed out if it's terrible and it's bad sometimes you have to cut things away are you willing to do what it takes to cut things that'll hinder your growth? 
things are hurting you, you might even not know it's hurting you. It's hurting you from moving up higher spiritually. It's hurting you from getting understanding. You looking at other things you shouldn't be looking at. You going with folks you shouldn't be going with. You, you are, are watching stuff you shouldn't watch. Are you not doing things that you should be doing? It's hurting you from growing. It needs to be cut away. Now it hurts. It hurt. But when I, when I got rid of that tooth, it hurt so good. Because when that numbing pain went in there, I didn't feel the pain anymore. And then when the numbing wore out, it hurt where it got removed, but it wasn't hurting nearly as bad. Because if you ever get to that point to where you want somebody to take a hammer, I really thought about it. I remember it. I really thought about if something don't happen, I'm going to get a hammer and I'm going to knock this tooth out of my mouth. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. I mean, no, you can hurt so bad that you can start thinking and do stuff crazy. You wonder why people do crazy things. They're hurting. Hurting people hurt people. You wonder why, and you may say, well, I would never do that. Don't don't think you would never do things. You get put in certain positions, you'll do stuff that you never thought you would do. You're hurting bad enough. You'll seek enough relief. If you get out of position so much by not following the, the things of God, by not staying hooked up with God, you can get out of position and you'll be hurting so bad you won't know what to do that you'll just do anything. That's the reason I got to take my time with this. Because there's so many things that it just in this part. Let me just read one more one or two more scriptures and then I'm going to talk about them on the next time. You have already been prepared. This is verse 3 in John 15. And again, this is the ERV, easy to read. You have already been prepared to produce more fruit by the teaching I have given you. Over the years, y'all, you've been at Reaching World Bible Church, those of you have been here for, for, for a while, you've heard so much word. There ought to be so much spiritual production in your life. In my life, I, I sit under some of the greatest teachers in the world. I sit, sit, Pastor Ellen, I sit under Kenneth E. Hagin, one of the greatest Bible teachers that, that, that's ever been in the world for two years, three times a week or two times a week. There's been so much faith word given to us that we've received that we ought to be spiritual giants. Why then is it a possibility that we aren't where we should be? There's some things that need to be pruned. There's some things that need to be cut off that we just wasn't really willing to do it. We're going to get to the fig tree, but, and then, then we're going to get to fig tree faith and mountain moving faith. You can't have mountain moving faith unless you first have fig tree faith. You can't believe God for a million dollars if you can't believe God for ten dollars. And receive it. There are small things that we got to cut away or cut off or trim back before we can get to the, even see the bigger things. That example of talking about, the guy couldn't see the beam in the guy's eye. I mean, couldn't see the, uh, couldn't take the, the, what is it, the the little, the straw in the eye because he had a big beam in his. A lot of stuff will get in the way from you because because you got such obstacles in your way 
that are so big you can't and you try to pull out something small in somebody else's life. How many know it's so much easier to see what somebody else is doing wrong than it is what you're doing wrong? Sometimes. Look at your name and say, uh, it might be you. Y'all didn't say it, but that's all right. It's the truth. And I know. I, I didn't tell y'all some of this might be a little uncomfortable. I did tell you. Anytime you prune and get things cut away, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? But how I many know when you get it cut off and you get, get rid of this thing, you, you're going to feel a whole lot better? How I many want to feel better every day? How I many know that, that God saved us? He came while well, well, we were yet sinners and he, and, he, and he cleans us and washed us and, and, and he forgives us of, of our sins. And we're the redeemed of the Lord and now we can say so. But he wants to do more. And we're going to end on this. Ask you the question. Are you willing to do what it takes to cut away what needs to be cut away and grow? Amen. We're just getting started, y'all. Let, let's stop. <laughs> we got to stop. It's clock. I got to stop because of the clock. Are y'all getting some things out of this? Some of these things are simple teaching, but it's, I mean, knowing it's simple, it, there's so much that we can, that we missed and didn't get. But God wants us to get it and glean and grow from it. Amen. Let's pray. I got to mark where I am because I don't want to start back over. Y'all said, please mark, Pastor. <laughs> Oh boy. That pen don't write, I'll mark it later. Y'all said, don't forget. Amen. Father God, we just thank you. Lord, as we pray, we pray in faith. Lord, there are things that that in our lives, and we know our lives better than anyone else except you. Lord, there are small things that we have keep kept tripping over that have hindered us and are still hindered us. Because we refused. We didn't want to. We didn't want to receive the small pain of trimming it or cutting it off. And it caused the big pain of regret. Lord, help us to realize that you will help us, that you will show us what to cut away and what to trim back. Because you want us to grow. You want us to prosper. You want our spiritual fruit to grow and be sweeter and be better and for us to grow stronger and bigger and more able to move mountains in our lives. But we got to get rid of the small things first. Lord, help us to see those things and help us have the strength and the ability to do what we need to do. Walking by faith. Walking in integrity. Walking in love. Walking on time. Walking according to your word. Walking according to your will. Walking, walking and running according to when and where you told us to walk and run. Thank you, Lord. First of all, Lord, we know the first step in doing anything in you is in making you the Lord of our life. So right now, we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart that you died for us. You paid the ultimate price so that we could have life and life more, life eternal. We thank you, Lord, that you've forgiven us of our sins and you cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We're heirs and joint heirs with you. And, Lord, we are saved. We're free. And, Lord, we want to grow and be what you called us to be. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, just say amen. That means it's so be it. I didn't